Welcome to The Marketer's Journey, a podcast that delivers real conversations and fresh perspectives from senior marketing executives who share the journey they've taken and the buyer journey they create. And now here's your host, Randy Frisch. Welcome to The Marketer's Journey. I'm Randy, and today my guest is the CMO of Human, formerly known as White Ops, and that is Dan Loudon. Now, Dan is a very passionate storyteller, passionate marketer, who will tell you today that it is so important to have a great story to tell, one that people can rally around. And that's been a big part of his career. Before this, he was CMO of Digital Shadows. Before that, he was a company called Invincia. And before that, he's even been a founder and CMO, as well as an amazing career that leads into that. You can look it up on LinkedIn and see the amazing path he's taken that, believe it or not, started off as being head chef of a restaurant. Anyhow, now this is a tech genius who gets to join me today to talk all about a couple of things. Now, on his path to being a CMO, he tells us about the importance of having a passion for what you do. And I'll hit on this a little bit as we jump into the podcast. The second half of our talk, we talk about meeting our customers in a human way. Now, naturally that ties back to what they do, but I love how he ties this belief of being more human, delivering people the right content so that we guide them through their buyer journey. This is a great episode for anyone thinking about brand positioning, brand message, and ultimately the story that gets your buyer to come along for a ride. Here's my chat with Dan Loudon. Dan, thanks so much for jumping in here to chat with us about your career, the buyer journey. We're going to start off with you being a four-time CMO. How do you pick these winners? How does you know? How does it come to be? Because you're with some pretty amazing companies. Maybe tell us about this one right now, being human. Yeah, Randy. Thanks. First of all, thanks for having me be a part of this. You know, it's a great question. I typically have. I've been very fortunate to find great companies that have an amazing product, but they don't know how to tell the story, right? It's typically founders who are brilliant, you know, typically, you know, scientists or, you know, very technical founders that create a beautiful product and they think it's going to sell itself. When I'm introduced to them, I've been, again, fortunate to be introduced through a lot of the venture capitalists that I've worked with over the years to a company I'm technical enough to be able to understand that, hey, this product works. This product is real. This product is adding value. Customers are responding well to it. There's good product fit. And then from there, it's up to me to build the right message, the right story, and determine the best way to go tell the story to the masses. And to me, that's my job as CMO is if we have the best product in the world, I've got to go figure out the the most optimal way to go tell that story to go and help drive demand and awareness for this company um, that I've joined. And I've been able to join the past four as CMO, and I've done pretty well with them. And this company I'm with now is called Human. Uh, We're in the cybersecurity space, and uh, we protect the world against bot attacks, and uh, we do it really, really well. And uh, we've built a great theme around real humans of the company to go stop these type of attacks. And the message is getting out and uh, the company's doing well. 
So I, I love how you built that up and how you describe this idea of the CMO's role is finding that story to tell. And it's, it's different. I mean, some CMOs I speak to say, I've been brought in to scale this thing, just to generate demand. I, I mean, you got to that demand piece. I mean, end of day, that's your role as a CMO to build that. But have you ever been able to find that you come in and you can just you know turn on some programs or is it often the need to you know, reset the narrative that's being told. Yeah, I mean, for my cases, typically I walk in and there's typically a one-page website, a minimal amount of content that talks about the product and the product story. I have to kind of start from scratch, but I've created what I call a marketing playbook that gives me things that I've learned over throughout my career about what to go do and what to go look for, who to talk to, customers, partners, to understand as much as I can about the company, the product, and the value that it brings. And then I build a, a playbook of here's all the things we need to go do and create. And a lot of that is just starting with basic messaging. Um, the biggest problem is I walk in and everybody's talking about the product in different ways, telling the company story in different ways. So if we can all agree on one great story and the whole company gets behind it, that's how we can start it. And then from there, you execute on the playbook on the 20 different ways you're going to go tell that story to the world. But it's the right story and everybody's rowing in the same direction. Absolutely. And, you know, you you hit on it earlier. Things are going really well at this company, Human. Uh, you know, for those who are not familiar with the company or the industry, I mean, you raised a lot of capital or got acquired by Goldman Sachs. So things must be going well when Goldman Sachs leans in. We, we talked about this idea of, Picking winners, or maybe it's more how do you create a winner? So how do you determine whether something could be won in that field? You talked about telling that story, but you know, give us some of the indicators that you look for when choosing that CMO gig to determine this is the one I'm going to lean deepest into as my next stop in my journey. I think number one thing is my passionate about the product, the mission, and are the employees and the executives, are they passionate about it as well, right? And I've been very fortunate to represent some amazing brands, including this one called Human, where this, the mission is to disrupt the economics of cybercrime. When a whole company gets behind that, and we've shown proof point after proof point that we can disrupt the economics of cybercrime and actually take down these cybercriminal organizations, and in some cases, you know, even put them in jail to show that there are consequences. To me, you know, that's something that I wake up every day and every employee, every human of the company wakes up every day and feels very passionate about. Uh, if you have that passion and you have the product that really does work, uh, that finds 20 to 30 percent more really bad things than anybody else out there, you've got something special and you just got to go figure out how to tell the world about it. It's a great way to look at it. And, and I, I always talk about this idea, you got to be passionate about what you're doing, or at least it, it makes it so much easier to wake up in the morning and come in. And, uh, you know, one of the things I often say to our team members as they're interviewing to join is you either have to have the passion or you have to have a high level of intrigue because, you know, passion can grow from intrigue at the end of the day. As you're picking these companies and you talk about, you know, finding companies and finding employees that have that passion at the end of the day, when you're doing your interview process to pick that next company you're going to be a CMO at, who do you ensure that you get to meet 
to understand if that passion exists coming in the door? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I certainly want to meet with the board. I want to understand how much they're supporting the company, not just financially, but what are they doing to help introduce you to customers and to partnerships and things like that? Is it set up for success that way? Certainly the leadership team, you know, you really want to get a feel, hey, is this a leadership team that can work together, that can trust each other, that is humble, but like we like to say, I hope you don't mind me saying this, we're a bunch of humble badasses as a part of this company. Like these are really smart, brilliant people who know what they're doing, come from amazing backgrounds. You know, when I walk into a situation like that, I just feel very fortunate to say, yeah, um, I can contribute my part of it because I've done this over and over again and I, I know what to go do and I'm constantly learning. You know, I also want to talk to customers. I want to make sure they see, say, yeah, this company is really helping me out. And I also want to talk to members of the analyst community, Gartner, Forrester, and the like. And then I will talk to my friends in the industry, whether they're fellow CMOs or whether they're fellow technical people. I do that background check just to make sure I check all the boxes. I've been doing this a long time. I always forget to ask one question before I go dive into a company. So it's important to make sure you ask all the questions you can going in so there aren't any surprises once you get in there. Um, but then once you're in there, you know, you go and figure out, you know, here are the steps to go take to make it successful. Yeah, it's a great recipe for success and, and you know, a ton of diligence there that you know, I commend you for taking and, you know, speaking to analysts, speaking to customers. But, but that makes sense. I think a lot of us speed through these interviews, trying to find our way into something that will hopefully work out versus, you know, really finding out what the the sentiment is there. And, you know, as you said, passion really rules at the end of the day. Dan, we're going to take a short break here on the marketer's journey. And then we will be back to talk a little bit more about the buyer's journey after we hear from a quick message from our sponsor. Want to improve the buyer journey for your customers and your prospects? Look no further than our presenting sponsor, Uberflip. Named a leader in content experience by G2 and a leader in content activation by Forrester, Uberflip will help you accelerate every buyer journey by creating bingeable experiences that will allow your prospects to consume more content faster. Companies like Trimble, Wiley, and 3M are using Uberflip to power their go-to-market strategies, and we created one just for you. Head to uberflip.com journey to see how Uberflip can help you leverage the power of personalized content experiences. So chatting with Dan there, we hit on this importance of passion. And you heard me say that it helps to have passion or at least intrigue that can turn into passion. In my case, I can tell you my passion has always been marketing. I grew up wanting to do Super Bowl ads. I, want, I grew up wanting to think about how to convince buyers that a product was fantastic for them. That made it so much easier for me to go and start a marketing technology company. I challenge you to figure out what your passion is. Or what's an area in the world that you have some intrigue where you can solve for some sort of disruptive old way of doing things. I always laugh personally at the idea of jumping into a taxi versus the Uber and Lyft rides that we have today, or signing a document that we faxed to someone and printed and that whole experience versus the e-signature world. 
When we have pain that we can feel or we can relate to, it's easier to have intrigue, to have passion, and create an amazing solution that allows us to see fantastic success. Welcome back to The Marketer's Journey. Dan is with me and we are chatting about his company, Human, but we're more so talking about how do you guide buyers? And you know, one of the things Dan and I were chatting about earlier off air was just the importance of guiding our customer. And more and more, the customer is in control. We're there to guide them. Now, how do you really do that at the end of the day, Dan? Like, What to you is some of those secret ingredients as a CMO that you've got to arm your sales force, your buyer in a day with? Yeah, great question. You know, the buyer's journey has just become much more sophisticated, much more complicated. They want to learn as much as they can about certain products and capabilities before they even talk to some, to a specific company, right? So the goal is to enable them to easily get access to information and, you know, help guide them them through the journey to show them how our solution is different than the 3,500 other cybersecurity companies that are out there trying to say the same thing, right? In our cybersecurity world, everybody talks about machine learning and AI and tech specs and you know performance and all that. So we've taken a different approach, right? We here at Human, we talk about keeping the engagement with your customers human and protecting that digital experience. And we've taken a completely different approach where if you go to our website, it's pictures of humans and humans wearing uh, T-shirts that say human on it. Our customers want to wear that shirt. Our partners, our analysts, uh, the press want to wear that shirt because that's part of the mission about engaging with real humans. Um, So we stand out. You have to do things differently. You have to um, take different approaches and uh, enable that. Uh, that customer to learn what they need to learn to be more educated and to help them do their job better, have them be more successful themselves individually, as well as help them uh, be more successful with the, their role in their company. And that's what we focus on. We create content that is unique, that's primary research, that is about you know takedowns that we do of cyber criminal organizations where we show real life examples of how we're stopping these type of attacks, how we are disrupting the economics of cybercrime and that, you know, we're having success doing this for customers just like themselves. So to, to give them access, easy access to content that enables them to learn that, understand that um, and how it's relevant to them and their role is the key in my mind. And it's personalized in a way that they feel we're talking to them at an individual level. And if we do that, we'll do that in a much better way than the other 3,499 cybersecurity companies that are out there. I I love that. And, you know, I, I agree with you. Every part of that answer from the way you've adapted the brand and you have gone through a rebrand, which we're kind of breezing over here to choose a name that you can tell a story with as well is so powerful. I want to come back though to the the last part that you hit on there, which is these case studies, because you've you've even won me over with some of these case studies, as you've told me, you know, in some of our chats offline about the way the business is operating and the success stories. 
I know there's one of you, you know, helping arrest people on a plane who are trying to get away with some very bad stuff. I mean, those are captivating. I'm curious if you think the role of the case study has kind of increased in terms of its relevance more recently than say your previous three CMO gigs that we kind of touched on in the first part of our chat. Yeah, I think it really has, especially in the world of COVID, the, the world of digital, you know, we can't meet face-to-face or we're just starting to be able to meet face-to-face again uh, with Black Hat here coming online. You know, the case study, especially if it could be from a real customer, right, which we've done, you know, makes it real, makes people understand, wow, this is this is a strategic relationship instead of a vendor relationship where this company human is really making a big difference. And, and I'll give you an example. We did a webinar with Pandora Music and Forrester, and they talked about how bots are listening to music and how bots are creating fake accounts and bots are impacting the top 100 songs of the day. And it's taking away from the customer experience. So what Pandora Music did was we worked with them. We created this webinar and case study that came out of it that talked about how with implementing a single line of code from human, we were able to go protect them from these operations and make the customer experience better, right? So when you do a case study like that, everybody goes, wow, I had no idea that bots were listening to music and impacting you know, my favorite songs that I listen to, but you know, those things are happening and that makes it real, right? And that makes it, okay, um, I can now understand how they can help me, right? Whether I'm in a financial institution and in banking where bots are trying to take over accounts, uh, do account creation or scrape information from my site, when you make it real around a case study and you make it virtual, you may make it um, even with video, the impact is far greater. You know, we've had to do that more and more because of COVID and because of digital, and it's the best way to engage with, with customers in this new world that we're in today. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great point. And, and I also like how you emphasize that sometimes it's not even the story from their industry, but it's a story they can relate to. I mean, in, in that example that you just gave with Pandora Music, I mean, everyone listens to music, whether they listen to Pandora or Spotify or whatever it is, we all listen to music. And as a result, we can understand how that would disrupt our experience. And I think sometimes we're too obsessed with telling the right story versus having confidence that if we tell a story that's compelling, that our buyer's smart enough to figure out how to connect that to the industry we're in. How do you, as you think about this idea of personalization, and I know we're getting very detailed here in in terms of like serving up the right content, how often do you think about serving the right industry content versus the best story? Yeah, great question. I mean, it's both, right? So for another example, we work with a major ticketing company and this, everybody's experiences, you try to go get Broadway tickets or you try to get you know, live music tickets and they sell out in minutes, right? Well, the problem is the bots are going in and grabbing all that inventory and then the cyber criminals are buying those tickets and reselling them, you know, at major higher cost to the consumer. So to the fan, right, you're really mad because you couldn't get your tickets. To the artist, you're really mad because you want the fans to get tickets and everybody's experienced that, right? You know, when you associate our service to doing that in the music world, you know, it really resonates. And then, you know, that example you brought up earlier, 
you know, we worked with Google, we worked with Facebook, we worked with Amazon, um, and a lot of other players out there to take this criminal organization down called Eve, where the cyber criminal organization had taken over 1.8 million machines, consumer enterprise devices had put bad malware on those devices, and they were they were doing 10 billion bad things a day from those devices. And the cyber criminals thought they were untouchable. They were from Eastern Europe. And we were able to discover them, find attribution, work with all those partners, the FBI, Department of Justice, law enforcement from 10 other countries. These folks thought they were so untouchable, they went on a surf vacation to the Far East. The FBI waited on the runway uh, when they landed in a certain airport where they had jurisdiction in. And they were able to bring them back to the U.S. And they're now serving 40-year sentences in Brooklyn in jail because they were all either said they were guilty or were found guilty. So those type of stories are almost like movie scenes, right? And it shows, hey, we're working with some of the biggest Internet platforms in, in the world. We're working with some of the most amazing customers in the world. And we're protecting them from these type of organizations. And there's a way to win. Right. There's a way to say so much in the news is about losing, about breaches and paying ransomware. We're showing there's a way to win. And that gives us a differentiated story in the marketplace. Absolutely. Well, listen, I, I mean, if anything, Dan, you just probably did the best pitch for coming to work at Human because anyone listening from a marketing perspective is sitting here saying, like, I want to tell that story or I want to work for that type of a company. I mean, that that is, like you said, a movie script which one day maybe you'll be in the credits for all we know. That's awesome. We're gonna take another short break here. We'll bring you back for our lightning round, rapid fire questions right after this short break. One of the areas that Dan hit on there is the importance of delivering the right content to the right buyer at the right time. Now we are lucky on my team to work with Dan's team because he has these beliefs and he pushes companies like ours at Uberflip to help make this a reality. And he always tells me that he views us as a Netflix-like experience. We deliver the right content to the buyer just the same as we as consumers log into Netflix and expect the right TV shows to be served to us. It's a great analogy. It's one that I use all the time. More and more we're seeing this, the expectation on B2B, the expectation even B2C more complex sales processes. And you're starting to even see analysts out there. There was a recent report that came from Forrester and Forrester is now talking about the idea of a category that they call content engagement. And within content engagement, they talk about embedding content engagement solutions into the tech you use, but also having content experience platforms or content experience hubs as they call them. This is an area that I've always been really passionate about. And I love hearing people like Dan talk about this, analysts like Forrester talk about this. It really shows that we as businesses are going to have to live up to that Netflix-like level. Welcome back to The Marketer's Journey. This is our rapid fire section, so we're gonna get right to it. Dan, are you ready? I am ready, let's do it. Fantastic, all right. The first one that I've been told to ask you is a question on the aspiration of up and coming marketing leaders. Should they get to the CMO level by being more of a generalist or a specialist? 
Wow, that's a great question. Um, to me, it has to be more of a generalist. You know, I was a product guy to begin with. Then I went into uh, the brand side, and then I went into the demand gen side. So you have to learn all aspects of the marketing function to really get a strategic perspective on the importance of marketing. And then I think once you do that and you have this broad feel of how marketing can really impact the company, then you're in a position to lead and become a VP or CMO. And I, I feel having that background is really, really important. Fantastic. Okay, great. So that's our first one. My next one for you, what's one thing you wish marketers would do more of these days? I think marketers absolutely have to engage directly with customers in a very, very personal way. I'll just say very much like we do with Uberflip and the resource center that we have on our website at Human. You know, we do it by persona, we do it by vertical, we do it by industry, and it's very simple and easy for people to find the right content. And I always describe you guys as the Netflix of content. Then being able to do outbound uh, engagement directly with prospects that are very personalized um, to their brand, to their persona, where you know the content that they're receiving is going to be very helpful in their jobs. When you do that, that's how you win. You help them be successful. That's how you win. And you know that's what I think marketers should do more of. Awesome. Absolutely. I mean, you nailed the definition of content experience there. You know, the Netflix example we can all relate to for sure. All right. My next question for you is as follows. The idea of content marketing, which you kind of just touched on a bit, what are a few words that you associate these days with great content marketing? You know, to me, uh, more and more, I mean, for us, it's all about ABX, the whole experience for the customer across the journey and delivering the right type of content, the right level of content at the right time during the journey. And, you know, that's from the first time you connect with them to right before they're about to buy, right before they're about to re-sign for a two-year additional contract, right? So making sure you're, you're being a part of that, engaging with that customer all along that entire journey is so, so important to make sure they feel loved, that you're paying attention to them, and that they're so important to you. To me, that's how, again, you win about how you provide as much value as possible. Fantastic. All right. I love that one. And now I've got to, you know, this should be easy for you to answer, but for a lot of us, this is not an easy question. We breezed over the fact that you went through a rebrand. You know, the company used to be called White Ops. Now it's called Human. That's a huge change for a company that was already on a rocket ship. What's your number one tip for engaging in a rebrand? Yeah, rebrand. This this was a big thing, right? Um, it was important for us to make this change. We were happy to make this change. And we wanted to come up with a, a, a name that was exponentially better than what we had. You know, we, we went through an approach where we talked to everybody, customers, prospects, press, uh, analysts, partners, investors, you name it. You know, we got a lot of great feedback input. And, but what has to, where it has to come back to is what feels right? What feels that really represents the company, the mission? And what's interesting is all the way back to 2014, people in the company were wearing human shirts or they were wearing bots shirts as well. So we kept coming back to keep it human, which was our tagline. And no one else in the cybersecurity world named their company human. It was always these tech names that were terrible, to be perfectly honest. Most cybersecurity company names are terrible. 
we said, what if we named our company Human and the website was Human Security? And it's what we've always been. It's who we protect. It's who we ensure the digital experience is all about. And from that, it just felt so right. And then when we did that, we said, okay, let's go figure out how we can go protect it in our industry. And uh, we were able to, and we were really excited about it. But it was a long journey, a lot of work, um, but we wanted to do it right. And we're really happy we did. I love that. And it comes back to one of your answers earlier in our chat about, you know, doing something the whole company can be passionate about. The fact it ties back to, you know, shirts that you had on and taglines that you had is makes it extra special for sure. All right. Here's my last question. This is the tie back to the journey theme that we have on this podcast. You know, we are finally getting back to a point where we have some comfort in the world. When you think about your own next personal journey, where are you going to take a personal vacation to? Well, I'll just tell you, we just got back from one last week. Uh, we went to Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks and Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Beautiful. I have older kids. We wanted to take them to an, have an amazing experience. We haven't been able to do that over the past year and a half. So we did it. It's amazing. Get back to nature, understand you know, how amazing this world is and understand what's really important. And uh, it was just great to get out there and go on hikes and eat a huckleberry ice cream and uh, just, you know, see some amazing animals like bears, eagles, elk. It was amazing. So go and do it. Put it on your list. And it was amazing journey for me and, uh, you know, really exciting for my family as well. Amazing. Dan, thanks so much for sharing that, for sharing everything through this journey that you've taken us through today, from your career to the way you think about the buyer and a couple of these bonus rapid fire questions. Everyone's more informed. And I think that's the benefit of listening to different CMOs, knowing that every path of every marketing leader is going to be different, including yours as you listen in. And hopefully one day you'll be on this podcast to share. Until next time, check out all of our other CMOs who have joined and please tune in whenever you can. We're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on iTunes. This is the Marketer's Journey Podcast. You've been listening to the Marketer's Journey Podcast. Big thanks to our sponsors at Uberflip, who help you fuel demand generation with content for an accelerated buyer journey. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, at uberflip.com slash podcast, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.